Hey, it's me, WWE Hall of Famer from the LOD, Road Warrior Animal. And who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Faro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV, out of Ron Conkama, New York. Usually on a Thursday show, but we have a special show today with wrestling icon Jewel Strongbow. But before that, uh, the Farrow and I decided to do an extra show out there for the fans where we're going to discuss the history of the WWE Tag Team titles. So, uh, at the board is Matty Ice, who we dragged out of the beautiful sunshine in New York, which we haven't had recently. And uh, you went paintballing today, brother? Unfortunately not. Uh, it, since it rained yesterday, it was mu too muddy to go paintballing this morning. Ah. So we just went bowling. Isn't that the f Oh, so you went bowling? Yeah. How do you bowl? Are you a good bowler? Yeah, I'm a straight bowler. Like what? I get like 140. That's not bad. Yeah. That's good stuff. What does yeah. a straight bowler mean? You don't get crocked when you bowl? You, yeah, no. You know when people like <laughs> fucking like twist their balls? Yeah, so like he's like a, oh, a straight I bowler. Just, I just chuck it straight. You just inside. throw. Yeah. No science involved. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah. just throw it inside. And no. for our upcoming show in a couple of weeks, uh, Chris Moltier uh, sent us his two books, The Job Man. So me and Jimmy have some reading to do. So we want to talk about that next Thursday. But anyway, to the right is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you, bud? Good morning. It's not Thursday, but we are here. Good and uh, yeah, did you get some rest today at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Going to get you going to get your drink on tonight? 
yeah, I probably should have gotten my drink on before I got here, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. So last Thursday we were up against the uh, dark side of the ring. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but the Grizzly Smith interview. Okay. Uh, not interview, but the Grizzly Smith show. So if anyone doesn't know who Grizzly Smith was, he was a wrestler back in the, what, 60s and early 70s. Yeah, back in the day. Who later became a booker for the WWE and uh, some other wrestling federations. Right. Um, also well-known as he's the father of Jake the Snake Roberts. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock and Robin. Rock and Robin, thank All you. Right. And uh, a fellow out in uh, what's Texas, his name? that Houston guy? Sam Houston. There you go. Mr. I Need a Sandwich. Um, <laughs> so from what I understand is this is pretty telling yeah. about uh, the sexual abuse that Mr. Smith had put on his family. Okay. Um Ooh. But we're not really going to talk about that today. Yeah, we're I'm not exactly running to, to hear about that one, but I could see why people would. But we do want to celebrate our friend, well, not really, but oh. our friend and yours, rock and roll Buck Zomhoff is now spending oh, friend? his, <laughs> is spending his <laughs> uh, seventh, seventh year yeah. in jail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Buck Zomhoff, rock and roll Zomhoff, was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Um, he's now... I think almost 67 years old, where, yeah. unfortunately... Um, yeah, he's going to expire in there. Hannibal, on his channel, reported yeah. that he uh, was sentenced just recently but didn't realize it was from 2014. Right. But anyway, uh, Buck Zomhoff, uh, the reason I bring it up, is coming off that dark side of the ring, was another uh, racist, uh, not racist, but a... Uh, Child abuser. He's a molester. Uh, what do you remember of rock and roll Buck Zomhoff? I remember the the radio that he had. He carried the Walkman like we used to carry back in high school. That's what I remember about the guy. We didn't get to see much of him. He was AWA, wasn't he? Yep. You know, like, wasn't he? I think he might have uh, competed at Wrestle Rock. I might have seen him on, like, the... Uh, he was in the WWE for a cup of coffee. Was he there yeah. for a cup of coffee? It must have been a cold cup of coffee. I don't really remember much. But, well, I'll tell you uh, what... Rotten hell. Yeah, what a rock and roll bugs on. Yeah, off. what a scum scumbag, man. Sorry, you know who's judging? This speaks for itself. <laughs> I would you like know? to thank the band Wisteria yeah. Hall, who sings the theme song for the Monty and the Farrow show. Wisteria Hall is led by Jimmy Farrow, yeah. along with his partner Bart Griggs. Yeah. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as "In My Dream," "This Life," "Not Far Behind," and "Here Comes Rain." Get their music on Spotify and iTunes, and Reverb Nation. We were just talking about your band today, Jimmy, and how I feel it's one incredible band. Yeah, Um, I appreciate that. We put a lot of work into those tunes. You know, it's funny, in today's society, it's like sometimes some real gold slips through the cracks. It's it's a little bit disappointing. Hey, well, you know, growing up, I used to watch the Uncle Floyd show on UHF, and I thought he was wonderful and special and... I remember you scratching your head a little bit, like, what are you watching? This and, is true. And, and then he wound up on NBC, so there was something there in those, those Let's little... Let's not forget, he, he had hills. a little band so that was great. coming up from New Jersey that no one knew on mm. his show. I do remember that episode. Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi. Yeah, he yeah. also had... David Bowie and John Lennon were huge fans of his, too, by the way, and said so back in the day. Did they go on a show? Uh, the Ramones did. Well, before anybody knew who the Ramones there you were, go. Blue Oyster Cult did. There you before go. Anybody who knew who really big names. Well, actually, Blue Oyster Cult was big time in the seventies, so I can't say that they 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 rule. I love Blue Oyster Cult. All right. Well, if you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. Catch Monty Nefaro on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page and Monty yeah. Nefaro Facebook Live page. 
Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, and catch us on Twitch TV, the Monty Nefaro page. And if you live in New York, you can catch us on New York Cable on Channel 15 every Tuesday from 7 to 7.30. And for early risers, 6 a.m. to 6.30. And on Channel 20 on Friday, 2 a.m. to 2.30. We'll be right back after this commercial break with the history of the WWWF, WWF, and WWE Tag Team Titles. Tag, you're it. See you in a sec. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. You want to star in your own success? Call QuickCast, www.quickcast.com, 866-7-CAST-NOW. That's 866-7-CAST-NOW, QuickCast. Star in your own success. <laughs> oh, what's up, Mike? Hey, Jamie, what's going on? Yeah, not the much. You know, Jimmy, I love this country. I love to buy Made in America material. And I love to buy my artwork at TAG, T-A-A-G, Made in America, 14 East Broadway, Port Jefferson, New York, 11717, the shop at the corner. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. And today's special Saturday show is about the history of the WWE tag team titles, WWF tag team titles, WWWF tag team titles. We're saying it's all the same. We did have a show a couple of months ago, uh, the history of the Intercontinental title, which was a fantastic show. That was a blast. This one seemed to be a little more difficult. Yeah, it was. Uh Folks, this title was created uh, t- technically on June 3rd, 1971. So, of course, we are now celebrating 50 years of this belt. It has undergone a billion title changes. I think what made it harder for us was is, is that the fact that the tag team belts, you think other bu- belts get passed around like hotcakes? The tag team titles get passed around even more than any other belt as far as the total amount of champions and the, and the total count and what we had to decipher through to figure out what we, where we were going to go with all of this. Uh, don't quote me, but I'm, you know what? And I'm not looking at a computer. i just throwing it off the top of my head. I think the very first champions were Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham. <laughs> I, 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 I think, could be wrong. No, I think, I think <clears throat> you, you know? hit it on the head. But I think I'm close. You know, yep. I remember for some reason those two, their names stuck out when I, years back when I looked at this list. I haven't looked at the list in a thousand years, but I, I believe that they might have been the first champions. Uh, tag team wrestling, as I said, evolved over the years. It, it, it became much more hot cake situation in the Attitude Era, as we'll get to a little bit later. Absolutely. But Mike, over the years, there's been some pretty uh, amazing tag team specialists of sorts. you gotta, you well, gotta... before, well, before we go, like, before we go to what we feel okay. are, are the history a little bit, I want to yeah. give some recognition. Yeah. Um, Mr. Fuji held the tag team titles five times. Right. For a total of 932 days. Mr. Fuji, to me, is... is the probably early pioneer, along with another team we'll get to, and I don't want to start giving everything away, 
but uh, he was a rock for tag team wrestling in the WWF and then the WWF in the 70s and into the mid-80s. Mr. Fuji was amazing. Who's next? You've got Billy Gunn holding the title 10 times for 916 days. <laughs> yeah. Now, we got to understand something, yeah. right? The 70s, 80s, 90s, right. 2000s, and beyond, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the game changed. We had the same problem with the Intercontinental title, sure, right? Sure, the game changed. Guys sure. held it for a longer time, which right. I enjoyed much better, Right. actually. Right. So, it things do get skewed. I'll tell you, though, it is comforting <laughs> to see an old-school legend like Mr. Fuji Sure, it spells out that he had five reigns in 932 days, and it spells out the way tag team belts would change all the time in the Attitude Era. To comparing Fuji's five reigns, 932, to Billy Gunn's ten reigns, I am relieved to see that Billy Gunn had 916 days. Right. So it doesn't mean that. And he, again, both you know superior tag team oh, specialists within the WWF are E, right? Who do we have at three and four? I think we could pair these up for Matty You've to throw up there. You've got Axe and Smash. There you go. Uh, they've held demolition. the belt three times for 398 Actually, days. Actually, 698 698 days, days that, yeah. That's a, you got to throw the other 300 days on there. You know, or is it 350 days? No, no, no. That's terrible. 300's better. Okay. Um, and then after that, you've got Tony Gurria. How about Johnny Valiant? We skipped Johnny Valiant. Oh, you got John. Well, I purposely skipped Johnny Valiant. Oh, yeah. Two well, times for 600 well, what's days. What's your problem with Johnny Valiant? You <sighs> thought he was a girl the first time you looked at him. Well, we'll get into that. But yeah. that's, uh, you know, I'm there just not go. a big fan. Yeah. Not Tony- a big fan of him or his friends. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, oh my gosh. Oh boy, you're like school on Christmas vacation. Now, class. All right, Tony Gurria. How about that? We got that one up there. Tony so, Gurria. So, Tony Gurria, you know, very important for me, right? Because sure, that's when I too. first started getting into wrestling. Sure. Tony Gurria, Rick Martel, big deal. I remember him right? with Zabisco being champions, world champions. So. so. I mean, look, man, the list goes on and on and on. But I think it's important, if we're going to discuss the history of the WWE tag team titles, we should start off in the 70s, Jimmy. Go ahead. All right. Well, during the 1970s, you can really look at uh, two specific uh, teams, in my opinion. Uh, Professor Toro Tanaka and Mr. Fuji, who held the belts, I think, three times over that time period during the 70s. And it was spaced out over several years. And you've got the Valiants. And the Valiants, to me, were uh, pre-Freebird, Freebird, if you almost, if you will. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, they were that, they were, they were a sexy name. They were like something I heard other people, like adults, talking about. When they would talk about wrestling, I would hear about the Valiants. So the Valiants clearly had an it factor going on back then. Uh, I'm sure there's other teams that we could we could mention during the 70s. You know, like in the later 70s, Tony Gurria started to become... Tanaka and Fuji. Know, well, as I already said, Tanaka and Fuji. Tanaka and Fuji carried the 70s along with the Valiants. You know, so... They, so, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy takes this really seriously, as I do, and we had a discussion, and there was a point where we were talking about the Freebirds, who obviously were in the WWE for a mm-hmm. very small cup of coffee. Right, otherwise they would have <laughs> been put in consideration if they had done something. But to me... But we talked about... Factions, right? To me, so they were the fraction. question was, right. um, you'll 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 see that the Valiants will be on Jimmy and my top ten spoiler, greatest pro alert. Well, what are you, doing? you know that's oh boy, you yeah. know. Oh my god! But the issue we had with it is Jimmy, as we were talking about the Freebirds, didn't feel and say differently. Is you didn't feel a faction deserved to be recognized as a tag team unless they're forced into the equation, like Vince putting a strap on on a on a on a situation like that and having them hold a title for multiple times and long times. You know that's 
but we'll get to that situation later too. I mean, here was you a, here was the a, Freebirds, like you said, had a cup of coffee with Vince, so they're not in consideration here. Again, if they had been given multiple reigns with Vince and had a long title history, historic title reign, or whatever, then I have to f- be forced because that's what Vince he forced it in. Here were one of the great you know? things about the '70s, though the wrestler that was not, you know, a high level wrestler like a mid Carter. Yeah. In some cases, WWE would always put a tag team title. Dominic on. Dominic Danucci, Danucci, Danucci right? The 70s. Baron Mikel Cicluna. Baron Mikel Cicluna. Absolutely. Tag, WWF tag team title. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I mean yep. that you know that that that's made the seventies and eighties wrestling a little more special. Give to an me. honorable mention to the executioners during the 70s. Absolutely. By the way, I Absolutely. saw real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I guess uh, Russell's put, uh, I want to make sure. Russell Campbell says, how could we look over the LOD, Rock and Roll Express, so on. Got to always remember, guys, some of the, we're, this, not, we're talking about the WWE. Not, right. We're um, not doing WCW. I, I'm looking for Maybe a comment. Someday, I'm looking we're not f- doing NWA, WCW, AWA. Right. You could start mentioning the High Flyers. Absolutely. Brunzel, a, we're doing the WWFE title which was created in 71 and, to, and they're celebrating the 50th anniversary absolutely of it. that's why we're doing this so it's, it's uh, well that, uh, well another thing you know, that no this is again actually that's not what I'm not thank you this do not say that first, that's right everybody else jumped on this it. is, is part true. of the monty and the so setup true. so that that is, that is totally so true. true this was in the works for and all weeks. of a sudden wwe but i want right. to i want to run this by you before we continue on yeah russell campbell puts Meltzer. Had the gall to say the Young Bucks, Jericho, and Sammy Guevara are the best two tag teams of all time. (laughs) Could you believe, if that's true, Russell, I want to throw up in my mouth. Listen, Meltzer, you know what? You know who gives people, uh, you know who gives Meltzer power? People who listen to him. He has no power over me. His opinions mean nothing to me. Next. That's how I feel about Meltzer. Give me some seltzer. Please. (laughs) Give me a break. Give me a break. You know? And Russell says he wasn't talking about the WWE. He was talking about what Dave Meltzer wrote. I appreciate oh, that. Yeah, okay. Because cool. I got to tell you, Dave Meltzer's an asshole. I oh, mean, if you just want to get pops, you're just, crazy. He's just so filled with so, bias. So, if I was to ask it's you, re- Jimmy, in your ridiculous. mind, of the 70s, give me t- three of the teams that influenced 70s WWE The Valiants first, Tanaka and Fuji. I think of the executioners for some reason. There's nothing wrong you with know, that. That's who I think of. But you know, I'm sure that there's other teams. Someone's jumping up and down. You know, Haystacks, Calhoun, and Tony Garea. Tony Garea and Larry Zabisco. T- no, <laughs> Tony you're, you're right. He's, so you know, Irish Pat Barrett <laughs> with Dominic Danucci. I I think I think you're right. I think I can't really argue with those three teams yeah, at all. Those are the ones I remember um, the most. I mean, if you want to throw the blackjacks in there. Okay. All yeah, right, yeah, but yeah. but you know what? I'll yeah. definitely Valiance. I think the Fuji and Tanaka, is especially who was under those masks. Absolutely, very cool. I mean, we're in the end, we're talking about Stud and Kowalski, aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna go with them. I'm uh, go with them. Let's talk about the '80s. Yeah. '80s tag team wrestling. I think that's when maybe tag team wrestling came into its own. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely when it it joined the big time show. For yes. sure. Uh-huh. In the first half of the 80s, it was the warm-up to the big-time show. And yes, I'm alluding to WrestleMania and all that followed after WrestleMania. Sure. But the teams, to me, that carried the first half of the decade are, here's Mr. Fuji again with Mr. Saito. Right. Absolutely. Remember that time they won the belts and held on to it forever? I want to give a pop to C.J. Duncan, mention Tito Santana, Ivan P- P- Absolutely. Paduski. Uh, <laughs> Ivan, I'm not going to lose Paduski. There you go. <laughs> yep, yep, sure, I remember them. 
You remember the whole deal with that? Tito got to be pre-Ricky Morton. He'd get beat up. Apps and Pushki clean the and house. Pushki come in and kill everybody. There That's you right. go. Um, well, in the in the again in the early eighties, it's Fuji and Saido. Also, can we please mention Captain Lou Albano? Please. Absolutely. We're talking tag teams here. Captain yeah. Lou Albano, the manager of champions, the manager of tag team champions. Oh, my God. He had a million tag team champions. Every time there was a heel with Albano, you knew they were going to get that belt. And they all deserved it, by the way, in, the, in that well done, period. Sir. You know. Uh, Samoans. My God. The Samoans. Uh, I mean, do, do I have to explain this? You know the bloodline. You know the family line and, and what they're... What their seed has carried all these decades. The Samoans were absolutely the best. Right there with, you know, I think they were better than Fuji and Saido, personally. But we're talking two great villain tag teams. My God. I'm gonna, I, they were I'm, excellent. I'm, I waver towards Fuji and Saido. I get it. But They're Samoans cerebral, were great. But the Samoans were just, absolutely. wow, what a great gimmick. I mean, Fuji and Saido also were great. With the, They're both amazing, you know. Uh, and... Uh, can we, we, I guess you could mention the Moon Dogs. That, like, don't you pass the moon, the moon Dogs. Do you not pass the. mention the great face face tag team of the early '80s with it, Gorilla and Mortel. Oh, absolutely. Gorilla and Mortel were as face as they come. The fans loved them. The girls howled. They could both wrestle. You know, in those days, they were considered absolutely great wrestlers. You know, for what they did, they were fantastic. Rick Martel was a star. You know, just a little shout out for Putski and Santana. They yeah. held the title for 173 yes, days. Did. That's they a lost long it to the time. I think at the they did. They lost like it at the Philadelphia Spectrum at a house Boy, show. I'm on fire right now. And you know, let's not get a shout out. You know, yeah. uh, let's give a shout out to the WWE at that time mm-hmm. at the Shea Stadium show. Right? Sure. They they put. Bob Backlund and Morales. And Backlund and Morales win the the tag team titles. I was very excited when Backlund and Morales won the belts. The thought of people holding belts simultaneously being multiple champions, that fascinated me. I thought that was great. Of course, they took the belts right off them. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You guys can't be tag champs. You got belts. And they gave it right back to Samoans. The Samoans wound up getting it back, and the fans were pissed. And you know who they beat? Oh, my God. I think they beat in the finals, and I don't even know how they got there. Oh, my God. I think it was Rene Goulet and I think Dominic Danucci. Could be. Oh, my Lord. Fans, uh, please check that. That would be fantastic. It could be, did. but I, these, are, these are ancient memories. Bear with me, folks. It's 40 years, but I, I pretty much remember these things. Yeah, tag team wrestling was wonderful in the mid '80s, but then, then. Well, I want to, I want to give, I want to then talk about really important. I don't, you know, going to take a break after the '80s, but a couple of things. Yeah, Jules is coming in. Chief Jules Strongbow Absolutely. is coming in. The Strongbow is a big part of the There's 80s. no yeah. doubt about that. I was saving that for Jules. No disrespect. But absolutely. As a matter of fact, last night I just I watched them beat the Samoans. So that was absolutely tremendous. The Strongbows were way over. Did you hear that screaming from the fans? Oh, absolutely. When they won the belts? Absolutely. Actually, like that quick pin, too. That was great. And, oh you know, look, God. the 80s gets, you know, look, there's other teams. There is. North-South Connection, Adonis and Murdoch. Johnny Rods and Jose Estrada. Absolutely. Who we saw get a tag team title shot at the Garden versus Fuji and Saito. We saw that. U.S. US Express. Of course. Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov. Of course. But the Dream Team, one of my oh, favorites. Oh, please. Of course. Guys, we're going into... Ten teams. It was so hard yeah. for me to we've bypass got, some of these we're teams. With fifty years, but that before we're the break, to get to the best ten. I want. I oh. will say this: they didn't make our top ten. Okay, but I would say probably the most to me. I don't care. Eighty-one 
to 89. Yeah. The most important tag team match in the history <laughs> of tag team wrestling. The Soul Patrol, Rocky Johnson oh. and Tony Atlas defeating the Wild Samoans. That was... Was not incredi- just incredible for wrestling. Yeah, that's one of the greatest tag team matches moments of the decade for WWF, period. Absolutely. Period. And in all of pro wrestling. Of course it was. And it was great. And, you and know, I, I actually I mentioned to the Pharaoh that I thought maybe Atlas and... Uh, Atlas might get a sniff of the ten greatest. Teams might get a sniff, but then Farrow said, get, "Stop giving everything away." All right, maybe they made it. Maybe they did it. Stay uh, tuned, folks. All right, we'll be back. Did we get you after this commercial nope. break with the greatest <laughs> top ten WWE, WWF, WWWF tag team champions? M and J video games and collectibles, sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut. Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage. Ask for Jack. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. (sighs) Well... For all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631-900-DUMP. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty Farrow, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. So as we discussed in the 70s, uh, yeah. Farrow talked about the top three teams he thought were in the 70s. What were your top three teams of the 80s? Wow, well, we didn't get to the other half of the 80s, which is, you know, the WrestleMania situation. And this is where wrestling, tag team wrestling really takes off. You know, you had Demolition and, 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 the, and the Hart Foundation and the Rockers and, you know, I, other teams came through too. The Brain Busters, you know, you had all these, these great teams. Uh, but to me, I guess I would, I would say that the three best teams of the 80s that best defined and dominated it, you have to go with the Samoans. you got to go with Demolition, in my opinion. And the third one becomes tough for me. I, 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 oh, boy, that is tough. I'm going to say Heart Foundation, okay? I'll go with that. I want to recognize a couple, again, U.S. Express. Rikondo, Absolutely. Right? My Wyndham. God, weren't that, wasn't that Sheik and Volkov with them? I mean, you know, let's not forget about the Colossal Connection, dude. That wow. was that was a that was okay. a pretty wicked. Like we talk about super sure. teams, right? Sure. That was like a super sure. team. Yeah. You know, back in the day, yeah. uh, you mentioned the Brainbusters, who I thought fell flat in the WWF right, um, at the time. Um, well, you thought they were great because of the NWA. You, yeah, you didn't true, think too. they were great because yeah, of the WWF. That's definitely more so. Than um, yes. You know, let the Nasty Boys. The Nasty Boys are L.O.D. Fantastic. L.O.D., of course, but they fall into the Brain Busters thing with they me. They fell we'll flat, get, right? We'll explain that more when we get to the top ten list, I guess. Um, Money, Inc. Money, Inc. They really are truly one of the greatest teams in the history of the Strike company. Strike Force. Strike Force is probably in the top 20 all-time of the greatest teams in the history of the company. Natural they, Disasters. Of course. Of course. Here's, here's an interesting thing, Farrell. You kind of, I kind of forgot this, but like oh, what do you got? Money, Inc. Uh, defeats Legion of Doom, right? Right. But 
but they lose it to the natural disasters. Were the natural disasters faces? I don't remember them yeah. being faces. Yeah. Yeah, they they were. were. Yeah, they were. Wow. Yeah, they were. Fans got on their side. Those big, chubby, lovable guys. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they were over. That's surprising. Yeah. Well, very surprising. You can do that stuff, you know, they were lovable, just like Otis. He's lovable. <laughs> well, he is Don't lovable. you still love Otis? They Absolutely. Didn't release Otis, did they? No, they did not. All right, that's good. All know. right, 1990s, my friend. So now you get into the 1990s, wrestling starts to fall apart in the dub, well, all around. Yeah. Right? Early 90s, yeah, wrestling by, gets by really 1995, slow. 1995, it's really starting to smell really bad. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, well, the 90s was, like I, you know, like we're saying, was a little bit of a lull until we got towards the Attitude Era and things started to explode again. But in the early 90s, of course, you still had the Rockers and LOD was there. And the, Ste- the Steiners uh, came for, uh, did they, uh, you can't call it a cup of coffee, can you? Uh, the Steiners weren't there for a cup of coffee. Uh, no, they, they weren't. They were here for a while. Were, that, you're right. They actually had a full course meal, I guess, you know. Uh my impressions of the early 90s with tag team wrestling seemed to fade away as I was fading away from... I, they were losing me with the Sergeant Slaughter Hogan program. They were starting to lose me already. So it's a little vague, but it really comes into clarity for me in the later 90s when you're talking about the the Dudleys and Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys and the New Age Outlaws and all these, these, these teams start to pop up and then you had a huge scene going on. So the 90s was really a strange time anyway for wrestling. Wrestling took a dip and then had a huge comeback, and it almost reflects in the belts themselves. So that's my take on that. What do you want now, the greatest, maybe the greatest uh, three teams of the 90s? Well, I wanna, I, I'm going to kind of throw that off here a little bit. I'm going right. to ask you this question. Okay. Of all the tag team titles, the actual belts, yeah. which were your favorites? The physical belts the themselves? The physical belt, oh my the God. look. I'm the last guy that that goes looking at toy belts to begin with. I don't, I never thought of that. I guess the one that stands out the most was the ones Guerrero and Martel and the Samoans wore back in the day. Like the old style the belts. I'm a, yeah, I'm in a little bit of with the circular belt, yeah, like, kind of like thought, the Intercontinental I that, title. I thought that the old 70s, late 70s, early 80s tag belts were great. I would. That's that's my. They had a special feel to them, right? They they looked real. They didn't yes, look like cheap yes. and plastic and cheesy. They looked like belts. All yeah. right. So you know okay. we're running through the '90s. I'm going to give you some teams, and then I want to hear what you think of the, probably the top '90s teams. And again, guys, yeah. the top '90s, '80s, '70s teams may not make the top ten list. Right. Shockingly Dude, enough, this is not an easy thing to do. Quebecers. Sure. One, two, three, kid, and Marty Janetti. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Men on doing, a mission. I'm not doing somersaults. What was that? Men on a mission. Yeah, Forgot about I, them, I'm right? Not do, right. I'm not doing somersaults. If you mention the ding dongs, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, no ding dongs. Or was that WCW? The ding dongs. Dudes with attitudes. Yeah. Michaels and Diesel. Right. So let me ask you this. So we were talking about the mega powers. Yeah. Right. And Jimmy have and we, I would. Have we discussed the mega powers no, when, yet on the show? No, not, I, we've not been on the show. We've talked about it all week. Right. Yeah. Go so ahead. for my top ten list, I kept on saying. I don't know, man. I feel like I got to put the mega powers there. And Jimmy was getting crazy about it. But, you know, Jimmy's like, you know, they didn't win the tag team titles. They They don't deserve. They were put together to be broken apart to have WrestleMania 5. That's what they were there for. I don't look at them as a tag team. But, I looked at them as, as something Vince did to, to go to the storyline. Like we, you told me, they were only together for four months. They had one major pay-per-view with the SummerSlam thing or whatever it was, and they were done because they were destined to have a fight and go, I hate you, Hulk Hogan. That's what was supposed to happen with that. But I, wouldn't Shawn on Michaels... On paper, though, I grant you, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage, you'd be really hard-pressed to get me a better team. 
okay? Very hard and, Those old schoolers, I can hear them now. Andre the Giant and Dusty Rhodes. You know what? They're not more marketable than Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage Maria Davis on the says, same team. Maria Davis says the Can-Am connection. Another sure. great, great Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Nice call there, Maria 802, Davis. the Godwins. Yeah, sure, sure. I remember them. Absolutely. Look, Stinger 110 says... Guys, mega powers, come on. We're just talking about that, bro. Look, he's saying mega powers. Maybe Monty does know what he's talking about. They're not a tag team. They were a tag team put together for a program that came to its end and was only four months and it was one SummerSlam pay-per-view. That's it. That's, that's so it. let me ask you this. Do you that's, think it's two not, dudes with attitudes... It's disrespectful to do that to the Samoans and, and the how Valiants about, and the, the teams that were together for decades. It's it's the, No! How about Go two on. dudes with attitudes? They were put together to break up, but they won the tag team titles twice. Attitudes. I barely... Go on. How could you... You can't... This is, that, how could you not take that seriously? Two Serious. dudes with attitudes. That's not at the top of my list. What can I tell you? I'm just saying. Okay. You know what I mean? Here's All a here's right. a here's a here's a team that you didn't give love to. Well, the Smoking Guns. Oh. They won the well, belts a what, million times. In front of you, you no. can give love to them. I don't do the Smoking Guns. The Smoking yes, Guns. The smoking they guns. were huge, you know huge tag you know team. What I remember. I remember going for a box of Twinkies when the Smoking Guns were on. Go but on. But we're not next. talking about favorites. Remember that we well, said we're that we're not talking about favorites. That's why I went for Twinkies. They weren't one of the best. Next. The Body Donnas in yeah, the 90s, right. right? Yeah, okay. Headbangers. Yeah, okay. All right? Yeah. New Age Outlaws. There we go. There we go. That's one of the great all-time teams. Yet, And if you're not down with that, they've got two words for you. What, that wasn't over enough? They held the belts like six or seven times or whatever it was. 802 they were, they were, Blues. Nice you know. one here. Too cool. Oh, sure. Singer says, says good point about the, uh, fa- uh, about the Mega Powers. Yeah. It's a good point. And I love the Mega Powers. I, look, again, on but paper. But again, all I'm saying, you can't, on paper, you can't waver it. The greatest it. pairing ever. I mean. But you can't, you can't put two dudes with attitude and say <laughs> they don't matter. I didn't say they don't matter. You're like, You're uh, saying they don't matter. I'm saying they matter. You know why I go, uh, because we're talking about who we'll get to. That's why I'm going, uh. Okay, there's a list that of these ten teams that we got we had to come down to that are not. Ugh. You might love them or hate them, but they deserve well, to be there. We're going to get to that you right know. after this commercial break. Hey, tag your in. That's right, folks. Canine Corral for all your dog daycare and overnight care. Call six three one five four nine fifteen forty four. That's six three one five four nine fifteen forty four. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? (laughs) Well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. Elm Logistics, for all your logistic needs, call 631-299-3595. That's 631-299-3595. Elm Global Logistics, pride, performance, and partnerships. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Monty and Farrell, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. Um. So again, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my list, which is pretty much the same as your list. Couple of guys, a couple of things have shuffled here. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But I will, I, again. This was hard. Dude. I do. This is really hard. I do. If it was my personal this list. This is not our personal list. But if it was my personal right. list, the mega mm-hmm. powers would be in the top ten. Sure. I for sure. I got you. I got Rick you. Howard, Steiner Brothers are the best team of all time. Again, this is, a w- this is WWE, right. WWF list. Right. And the Steiners would be in the greatest all-time top ten, especially for the work they did everywhere else. This is strictly Vince's company. And there are, look. There are question, you know, there are questionable picks here that I I really struggled with. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't easy. My number ten was the Hardy Boys. Okay. Uh, Tell me why you put them the, at number. The 10. reason I took the num- the Hardy Boys at number ten is uh, they were high flyers, uh, tag team specialists for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, I always felt that when the Hardy Boys wrestled anybody, mm-hmm. but. Edge and Christian or the Dudley Boys, mm-hmm. there was nothing special there. Interesting. I just never. But that, you're still that was acknowledging them. I have to acknowledge them because okay. you know what? They were tag team innovators. Absolutely. They were right? great. They I, were tag team innovators. I'll so. talk more about them if they pop up on my list, but I respect that, and I do believe they deserve a spot on on the list. So that's a good job by you. Uh, my number ten. And this was one where I almost kept them off completely because I do resent the push that they've gotten because I'm a Demolition fan and I resent the push that Vince McMahon gave them to purposely pass Demolition's reign because of the lawsuit that Demolition's been involved with on and off against Vince. So I'm going to obviously say at number 10, and I have to acknowledge it because it's wrong to not acknowledge it. They hold the record for the longest reign in 50 years of the tag titles. I'm talking about the New Day. To me, they are a faction... But this is what I was getting back to earlier, that Vince forced them into the equation. I have to acknowledge them. They were champions forever. They were champions longer than demolition. They broke the 400 and whatever days it was, and they're the longest reigning champions now. They also, to be fair, along with the Usos, are the face of the tag team division for the last half a decade. So they have the longest reign and they've been the face of the tag team division for many years now, and they deserve some respect. So even though I am not a fan, and I do believe Vince purposely had them break Demolition's record for whatever he's holding against the Axe and Smash, the New Day is number 10. So it's different times. Yeah, and I have, All right. to, I have it's to It's different times. Too. It's about selling merchandise. Oh, they sell a ton. Right? You know, um, a ton. I agree with you. Uh, I, I had a problem with the New Day also, but I put them at number nine. Okay. Uh, so you're in the ballpark. You're number nine. My number nine is the New Age Outlaws. I believe that they were pretty much the face of the tag team division as far as the, the markability. They weren't necessarily the best wrestlers of the bunch that came out of the Attitude Era's tag team division, but they were the ones that were everyone had a DX suck it shirt. Everyone. I had it. I know I had it. And I know everybody just loved to go, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X, probably brings to you the whatever how many times it was, tag team champions of the world. Those guys were so freaking over. They were so over, and they held the belts like six times. They're, the, they're to me, the marketable face of that entire era. So I do believe they deserve a spot on this list. They are the New Age Outlaws. You don't have to like them. You don't have to think that they can wrestle like other people or whatever. This was a great tag team. Next up, next up, 
we both had the Bulldogs at number eight. The British um, Bulldogs. Personally, now, you and I were going a little nuts. Well, with it's funny that we wind up having them at the same spot, considering how much we argued so, on this. But here's the thing. I yeah. think we argued on different ends. Okay. If you really look at the British Bulldogs in their tag team back of the baseball card, right. they held the belts for a very short time. Okay. They were a very small part of that tag team division. They were a big part, but they didn't hold the, the belts well, as, as a much as they probably as, should have. Well, what I mean is, okay. as a tag team, they were a very small part. What puts them in the top ten mm-hmm. is their influence on the industry oh, and their style. Absolutely. Uh, becoming, the, the, I believe, the first face tag team that Captain Lou Albano managed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, obviously, okay. Dynamite Kid was hurt. That yeah. that contributed to the yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. But I literally almost left them off the list. But I can't. I couldn't do that. It was yeah. very difficult. Yeah. Not like it was hard for me not to put them on, not to to put them on the list and to take them off the list. Right. So I said, you know what? I can't not not recognize right. what they have done for Abs- the industry. Absolutely. And to this day, they're still so respected and revered. It's just. I, I feel that they had to have a place in there regardless. You know, some people would be, what are you, crazy? They're the best. And I could see why you would think that. I mean, in the ring, technically. But that's not completely what this is about at all. If it was, if it was a technical contest, of course, they're probably in the top three, you know. Who do we have at number seven, Mike? So at number seven, I put Edge and Christian. Interesting. That's uh, what I have as well. Exactly. Um, again, going back well. to the Intercontinental deal that we did, mm-hmm. Edge to me is more of a singles guy yeah. so we you know we said you know hey, this guy was champion. a great intercontinental champion but when i think right. of edge now i think of him as world, world, champion. Champion. world champion christian right. i think is christian tag team champion with edge exactly that's what i think of to this day even though christian's had his world titles and stuff but i just i never got there with christian i did with edge and i almost feel like edge and christian the same i said about the hardys right they were great with the Dudleys. Right. They were great with the Hardys. Right. But and you after don't that, or anything distinctive otherwise. But you know what? Though you can't take that away from them. This was the magic of those three teams, and yeah. they deserve to be given all the credit in the world. And that's why they're on this list. So, okay, it is what it is. It is what it is. Exactly. Who's uh, at number six? Number six. Um, this is where we have a disparaging difference between ourselves, but. Uh, the Dudley boys are my number six. I can't argue with them being on your list. Why do you Why do you place them there? Tell me which. What, I, well, how did they make your list in the first place? Well, again, I think of the three teams that they're recognized with: the Hardy Boys, mm-hmm. Edge and Christian. Mm-hmm. The Dudley Boys mm-hmm. are the best of those teams, mm-hmm. and the Dudleys actually had other great matches in the WWE yeah. WWF yeah. with other teams, which oh, yeah. I felt the other two didn't. Right. So that, that you know, but then again, I. I could not put them higher than I put, you know, put them. Right. And again, I can understand arguing the point because if you really look at just overall tag team success, right, Dudleys, the Dudleys are probably. <laughs> you'd be hard to argue that they were the greatest oh, tag. God, team. Oh God, I love the the Dudleys. To me, are the Hanson brothers. Mm-hmm. You know, from Slapshot. I sure. mean, they're just in a wrestling ring. I love the Dudley boys. Always have. But your number six. My number six is the Hart Foundation. And you know, it's funny. You were sitting here mentioning about how you look at Edge, you think world champion. Look at the Hart Foundation. You got Bret Hart. He's the world champion. You know what I mean? But there he is, as he should be. Uh, the Hart Foundation, forget it. They were, they were absolutely great. I, I, I considered them more impactful than the British Bulldogs at the time. They were more over. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. That much I do remember. I thought that they were amazing, and boy, did they complement each other. They really did. You had the ultimate technician, the silent but, but deadly Bret Hart and the, and the beast. 
Neidhart, the loose cannon. And I mean, don't hold they me to so it. I'd have to look together. it up. They were together for a very long they time. Were, and they, they were, were you know, and truly great. They were really, you know. They really were. They were great. I don't have them as high as, uh, you know, you do. And we'll, we'll get to yours a little in a little bit. But you obviously have a very high regard for the Hart Foundation. That's for shit sure. Um, how about at number five? Where do we go? Who do you got? Okay, so I have. Oh, sorry, I was just messaging some of the people. If I'm not number five, the New Age Outlaw. So this is um, this is where I totally disagreed with your list. I felt you did not give them enough really credit. They were. Oh, I thought I did. They were the well. They're they're low on your list, right? They're not. Yeah, but they're on my list. Oh yeah, of There's course. There's fifty years here with five thousand teams, and they're in the top ten. Please. I felt. I felt that they were the team. They were in the hottest time they of were. professional wrestling. I agree. And you know, but they had a lot of help. Absolutely. And I—that's where I don't. And I and the ones who were helping, I think, were superior. And that's you know some of them, you know, or at least one of them. <laughs> that's a great point. Well, we'll get to that. That's a great point. Now we, you, we on you, you had what did you have at number five? At number five, I have the Hardy Boys because again, this gets back to. The Hardy Boys, to me, really represent a tag team. And yes, Jeff went on to be world champion and all this other stuff, but I still, the Hardy Boys are, to me, a quintessential idea of a tag team. First of all, they're bros, mm-hmm. okay? And that never hurts, that they're bros. Second of all, their ability in the ring is insane, and that always helps, too. But the thing that I always loved the most about them was is, is that Although they went their separate ways sometimes, and although they had some individual successes, Matt had some success too. When they came back together at WrestleMania recently, when they had Vince brought them back, the house caved in. That was the affirmation of what I've always known. The Hardy Boys are legends. They're legends. And they didn't start out that way with me. When they started out, they started out those two skinny kids in plaid mm-hmm. that were getting ragged all over the place. Do you remember their early, early days? How ragdolled they used to get. Absolutely. You know, they really turned into a fine wine. The Hardy, and I'm not even a fan of the Hardy Boys, but I understand. Well, I could, I, again, I could tell are. you, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of a lot right. of these teams. That's uh, you know, true too. you know, That's like I said last too. week when we had the head-to-head with Warrior and Sting. Right. I was more of a Sting fan than I was a Warrior fan. Right. Right. But personally, I felt, you know, what I felt. You know right. what I mean? Sure. Um, it's not easy. Who's number number four, four, I had the Wild Samoans. Interesting. So do I. That's where I put the Samoans. So, I, I think I think you can't. It's hard to argue that it's, point. Come on, were they the greatest wrestlers? No, they didn't have to be. Were they great on the mic? No, they didn't have to talk. Exactly, they were just brutish. They just kill you. I thought that they were great. Every headbutt you see today either comes from Andre or the Samoans. Yeah. <laughs> that's it's all there is to it. Nah, There's Samoans so many great, great comments going on right now. Yeah, uh, you this know people are easy. people Sorry, are mentioning guys, you know. Killer bees. Sure. Um, sure. Of course, you could mention them. You know. But listen to these names we're dropping in the, the top. The Beverly 10. Brothers. But it's like such a great memory, though. Of these course. were great teams. What? Not one DOA mention? I'm I'm offended for motorcyclists. <laughs> there was not a DOA mention. What's going on here? You I'm know, glad you I put mean, them up. I forgot yeah, about why that. Why not? You, you know the problem well. with the tag team division? So many teams you can't remember them. Right. Um, right. Right. Stinger 10, thank you for the monthly membership, buddy. Hey, I really appreciate that. Thank Thanks you. for coming on board on Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. I want to remind everybody, after this show, we have a very rare interview with Chief Jewel Strongbow. Wow. Going to be fun. On the subject of tag team wrestling. Nice. The Valiants I have is number three. It's, so do I. That's interesting. Yeah, the Valiants to me are the greatest team of the 70s. 
Uh, they had they were the first one with the longest reign. Demolition broke their record. Even Luscious Johnny. I can't really blame him for who he was friends with. You're right. Be not, but you know, he was, do you think he was, he was really friends with that guy anyway? Highly unlikely. Uh, he probably was like, I highly hate this guy unlikely. as much as we do. <laughs> the Valiants to me, I've told this story. Yeah. Um, no, I was younger, much <laughs> younger. And great. it's midnight, W-O-R. Mm-hmm. And me and my sister are running through the channels. My sister's, I think, four years Were older you like than me. Eleven back then? Shit, I don't even remember, man. Yeah, but if it's the late seventies, you probably all like I remember 11. is you see these guys and they have blonde hair. But I think they're women with no shirts. You thought on, they were girls, right? I'm like, what? What is this? You thought they were girls. And me and my sister are like, yeah. what is going on here? And then my father comes on. <laughs> and he goes, that's pro wrestling. And I'm like, what is what, that? Yeah, what am I looking at? What am I looking at? Right. And blonde-haired uh, girls with no shirts on. That's what you thought you were looking at. What were your memories? It's a hell of a first impression. What were your memories of the Valiants? Well, the Valiants, uh, I had heard from from my neighbor's dad, who was talking to my dad in the barbecue background of uh, 1978. The Yankees were on their way to a second world title. The Bee Gees were playing on the. In a, I remember everything. Yeah. And he was like, he brought up pro wrestling, and my father started talking about the gorgeous George days, and he dropped the Valiants. He goes, "Have you seen the Valiants?" Mm. And my father was like, "No, who's that?" He goes, "Oh, they these crazy guys. They're like long blonde haired, uh, you know, like rebel kind of guys. They're bad guys. They're great." You know, and uh, my little friend who I hung out with at the time, he turns to me, he goes, I love the Valiants and George Steele, too. He's got a green tongue. You know, I was like, these were my first impressions. I saw the Valiants over at his house because he had. Could, let, me ask, let me ask you this. So a lot of times when you were tag team champion back then. Yeah. You had also, you know, major singles matches. Like, you sure. know, remember the Samoans used to wrestle Backlund they, at the Garden? They both got a shot you know at I mean? Backlund. Fuji the, got a shot. So let me ask you this. Did Backlund. the Valiants get shots at San Martino? Most likely, I would think so. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you I had would, remembered that. I, that or... I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure Johnny got, got a shot or two. Probably not from any help from his friends, but he probably got, got a shot. All right. Number two is very difficult for me because they are my favorite tag team of all time. How dare you? Demolition. How? I put it number two. dare you? How D- could this, you? I, 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 I just, Interesting. Okay. I, I, I right. didn't well, have a choice. You know what? Say nice things about the team we both love. Go ahead. Number two, Demolition, who we've had in studio. and, and Demolition were the perfect, and we had them in studio, great people, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, their music oh, was killer. <laughs> of course it was. You know, I remember when they first came out, I was in the military, and the first great. thing, the first, I saw an article, I was in Germany, uh-huh. okay? Uh-huh. And Demolition were debuted, and I'm sure I'm right about this, at the Meadowlands. Mm-hmm. It was a tag team tournament. Okay. And the winner got a tag team title. All right. And I remember there was a picture of Demolition, and it, I think it was Moondog King. Was it Moondog King? Okay. Of Rex was the other Demolition guy. I was like, what a joke. LOD ripoffs of, right. you know, Road Warrior ripoffs. Right. But as things went on, they got their music, and boy, did I love Demolition and so many great moments, you know, being a heel team, mm-hmm. turning face. That was great, too. Turning heel. What about at the Rumble where they beat the hell out of each other? I was going to say that. It's one of the best moments wow. ever. And again, when Andre comes in and they just go back to normal, uh, whew. Do you know what I remember the most, though? The first time they were over, over, they came out, and it was at the Garden. I do remember this. Go and ahead. They, and they came out. And the music was playing, and they turned and they looked at the crowd, 
and they took off the veils. You know how they had their faces covered? Yeah. They ripped them off, and there were their, was the face paint. And, blah, dude, the place went nuts. Absolutely. And, they, and they, they were like, ooh, you know, when you saw them, it was just, they were, they were so road warrior. You had to be back in that time period to fully grasp just how heavy metal and just how road warrior cool, I'm referring to Gibson's movies back in the 80s. That's how cool Demolition was. They were so freaking cool. And they were a great team. They had great chemistry. And they had the longest reign for decades and decades until Vince decided to put it on the new day. Uh, again, some other great names coming Just out here, guys. Just them, in my opinion. Uh, APA, you yeah. know, uh, Power and Glory. Again, Power and Glory APA didn't win the belt. flipping so. great. They were awesome. Damn! They were great. I loved their backstage vignettes where they were drinking. Oh, my God. APA was excellent. Excellent. Team. Yeah. You know who's nobody's mentioning? I'm surprised. Anybody remember the Un-Americans? The Un-Americans. The Un-Americans were irritating as shit with Storm, Christian, and Test. They were irritating as shit. It's amazing how great this tag team division There's is. There's a lot of um, great teams over there. You the had years. the Dudley boys at number two. Yes, I did. Tell me why. Uh, I would have put them at number one, but I'll save my number one from where when I shortly get there. The Dudley boys, to me are, as I said before, the Hansons from Slapshot, but they're also much, so much more than that. They have beautiful chemistry. They always did. They could have great matches, like you said, with multiple different teams. Yes. Doesn't matter what style, the Dudleys will do it. The Dudleys were legitimately tough. You know, as they were coming up, there were tough teams that were testing them physically, and they were like, they'd go to the back and go, oh, crap, those guys give as good as they get. Yeah. You know, the Dudley boys, to me, are tag team wrestling just in general. And what a great gimmick. You guys looking at them at home? They're brothers? That's hilarious, the fact that they made... Oh, he's my brother. This is my brother, Devon. You know, I, I, it's, it's just... Everything I, they did was great. And it was very slapshot great. It's funny how that goes, because I remember when they first came, I always liked the stuttering... You know, Bubba Ray Dudley. <laughs> that was great. And, you know, I did, but then he went that away from great. it. I guess he didn't want to do it anymore. Right. And, you know. Well, 802 says the Orient work. Express, dude. Sure. Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond, man. What a great team. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're at the end here. I'm giving my number one. Farrell will give his number one. All right. My number one, again, not a fan of the team, but I don't think it's very hard to argue this. The Hart Foundation. Interesting. They, Interesting. they were innovative before innovation okay. they had their moves they looked great together they could wrestle with everyone you had the power and then you had the you know the the yeah. artist yeah. in bret hart yeah. jim yep. neidhart was the power yep. yeah they, as, far as, as far as balance goes on on this list of our and we have them both on our list that is the most balanced team on the list. Again, the problem is Bret Hart became guy, a, power guy. a great intercontinental champion, a great world champion. So, right. but, but again, the Hart Foundation. Listen, I remember the Hart Foundation right, as so much I as it. I hated them when Demolition became again another faction. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. they were a faction. Rush. Yeah, that was the um, right. When, right. When they had that SummerSlam match at the end, when Demolition was being phased out, mm-hmm. and the uh, LOD came out and helped the Hart Foundation win the belt, there was no way I thought the Hart Foundation was going to beat Demolition. I was like, they can't do this. I don't know, man. As shocking as it is to me, the Hart Foundation t- is the greatest WWE tag team champion. 
Well, Ed Farrell's number one, and I'm sure it won't be a surprise to too many people. I have demolition. There's a reason why that record stood for I, around 30 years. That record stood. Okay, it was their shoulders. Whether it was merchandise back in those days, or whether it was main event matches during the early days of WrestleMania, it was their shoulders that that was placed upon. And boy, did they deliver. Okay, they also had to always deal with being in the shadow of the Road Warriors. But those of us who watched WWF back in those days, we knew exactly what they were. Well, they were—they were, they were nothing, our Road Warriors. They were our Road Warriors, like the Road Warriors. Mm. Nothing. They just happened to be two big dudes with face paint. Are we really that simple that we couldn't tell the awesome dynamic differences between, the, in my opinion, the two greatest teams of all time? So it's not like I'm discrediting the world. If the Road Warriors, if this had been a greatest team of all time list, I've got the Road Warriors I'm, at number one. I'm going to disagree with you. You're going to be historically uh, ignorant. I'm going to disagree you know? with you on that one point. What's that? There's no doubt. That demolition. There's no was... doubt Vince wanted to create something in that. Hold on, image. hold on. There's no that. doubt he brought them in to make his own road war. There's no doubt. I'm not I think that. in his mind that's what he wanted to do. Right. I don't even think Vince McMahon Jr., as great and brilliant as he is, realized, realized that, that yeah. demolition would work that way. Will end up becoming what they became. Right. So, yes, right. They, you know, when we had Demolition here, they said, we didn't even... No, you knew what you were doing. You knew what you were being brought in for. Right. I totally disagreed with them. I thought they weren't telling the truth. But they weren't trying to imitate them. They didn't wrestle like them at all. They didn't. I, well, like I them. think is what they, they wanted like to become, the WWE's Road Warriors. But right. it grew right. legs on its own. It sure did. And you're right. It they sure did. didn't wrestle like LOD. No. It, it was a totally different they animal. They had a different vibe, but quite honestly. I don't want to... You know, yeah. I don't want to... You know, insult intelligence. You know, fans' two, intelligence. So it's not like you know. You know, I'm a huge demolition guy. You know that, absolutely. But again, you, you know. know what? It's not about insulting fans' intelligence when you bring up the Road Warriors to me. Everybody knew that they were supposed to be like a Road Warriors. I'm pointing out the thing that no one ever says or has the balls to say. They were completely different. And they were completely different. And when I watched them, I didn't get the same feel I got as watching the Road Warriors. I had their, they had their own distinctive, awesome it factor, and they were great. And that's why they held the belt for that long. And that's again, why the record stood for decades and decades and decades. Again, that's why it didn't you take know. off well in the beginning, because they were Road Warrior knockoffs that grew into their own. Right. So, yes... You're one hundred percent right. I love but let's right not away. let's not turn around and say that they weren't Road who's, Warrior knockoffs. Who's saying that? I'm just saying. You know, we they didn't start off yeah. going, "Hey, this isn't the Road Warriors." Right. This is the Road Warriors, and then right. it became, "Hey, guess what? This is Demolition." Yeah. No kidding. Right. They. This is now no Demolition. And someone should cut a check to Rick Derringer, whoever it was, whether it was uh, JJ, whoever it was that came up with the freaking riff for that. JJ you know, McGuire, friend JJ, of the show. Somebody cut a check to JJ. You know. All right, with that, uh, you've been watching Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Farrell, only seen here at Indie Music TV. We'll be on next in a very rare interview with WWE legend Chief J. Strongbow in, I think, about 20 minutes. We're looking forward to that. Farrell, any uh, final words on the show? Well, folks, uh, as you're probably pulling out your hair, some of you, because we didn't mention your favorite team, just understand that this was a seriously hard thing to do. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we had the comb over 50 years of all the all-time greats, but I think we were historically responsible at the end of the day. So it is what it is. 
Uh, Gregory Krug says out there he liked Billy Eadie better as a mass superstar. Bro, I loved mass superstar yeah, too. Yeah. That was tough for me too. I oh, mean, yeah. look, it, like you said, it's very tough. You have people, teams, or wrestlers that are your favorites. Sure. But if you want to be, like objective. you said, objective yeah. and uh, responsible, I believe this is a responsible list. Yeah. It's, it's exactly the same list. It's yeah. just like, where it's did you put the square yeah, peg in the square hole right. or whatever? You and know what I mean? And it's not surprising we came up with basically the same teams. These are the great teams. All right. Well, we're looking forward to everybody joining us in about 20 minutes. This is Mike Monty. This is the Pharaoh. And until a couple of seconds from now... Later.